0: Hello and welcome to the New North podcast, where we investigate the unique sounds and perspectives of exploratory musicians. My name is Joe O'Connor and I'm a member of New North's Artistic Committee, along with Andy Butler and Callum Gaffray. New North is a platform for musicians who push boundaries in their areas of practice. This podcast is a companion to our concert series, which celebrates the work, of amazing musicians and sound artists, both established and emerging, who make and present work on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Head to newnorthmusic.online for information about upcoming events, links to recordings from previous concerts, and information about our Emerging artists Commission. You can also like New North on Facebook and follow new__north__music on Instagram for regular updates about our activities. I mentioned in the last episode that episode 3 would feature Lisa Salvo and Jure Dara, who performed in our first concert, Ghostlights. Due to the weirdness of recent times, the order of events has shifted around a little bit, so my guests in this episode are Theo Carbo and Niran Dasika. They've recorded an atmospheric electroacoustic performance for guitar and trumpet that will feature in New North's online broadcast of Monochrome on December the 20th at 7pm Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Theo and Niran are both amazing instrumentalists with backgrounds in jazz performance, and their work in recent years has begun to move fluidly between different approaches and performance contexts. The sounds that you heard at the opening of the podcast were recorded on the 5th of August at Brunswick Mechanics Institute, during the sound check for the live presentation of Monochrome. You might recall that this was the day that the most recent extended lockdown began in Victoria. We'd spent the best part of two days setting up for the sold-out concert when the lockdown was announced, and though the last-minute cancellation of the event was uh, pretty crushing for everyone involved, uh, we were fortunate to capture Theo and Niran's performance during the sound check. Though the live staging of Monochrome was cancelled, we have managed to film all three sets that were planned for that night to broadcast as an online performance on Monday, December 20th. In addition to Theo and Niran's performance, the online event will feature a solo set by clarinetist Shoshana Rosenberg and a set by the Phonetic Orchestra, featuring contributions from artists in Melbourne, Perth and Berlin. You can find a link to the concert stream via our website, newnorthmusic.online, by navigating to the concerts or look-listen pages. And now for my interview with Theo Anirin, which was actually recorded by Theo when we sat down a couple of weeks ago. Theo is our resident sound engineer, so thanks to him for providing this audio as well for the podcast. Hi Theo and Niren, thanks for joining me and um, talking about your upcoming online performance for New North's Monochrome. I thought I'd start by asking you individually a little bit about how you got into music, maybe some of your um, background and early history, and um, and then a little later we'll we'll move on to talking about the particular work that you've pre-recorded for the online event. Um, so, Theo, how did you get into music?
1: Um, good question. Thanks for having us, Joe. It's very nice pleasure. to be here. Um, uh, I think I started playing music in primary school. Our, our school had a really good um, music program that really encouraged, like, writing music um, collaboratively as, as, like, primary school students, which was really, like, which was really special. And... Um, uh yeah and and i think that that was kind of the first spark of of excitement for music um and then i i soon after kind of discovered uh jazz through my my parents and um and i became a quite a quite a heavy j- jazz not heavy in a in a good way <laughs> pretty heavy <laughs> but well, like but well, well, right. very you know i became very into into jazz as a genre of music um, and yeah, kind of began a bit of a pursuit to, to try and learn how to, how to do, to do jazz. So, so yeah, I think, yeah, think you did okay
0: Because I, I think I met you when you were about 16 or, fif- yeah. or 15 or something and yeah, had yeah. a lesson and did a big band thing I was running and, um, you know, you're already playing pretty well at that age, so you must have done <laughs> okay. some work, um, in those years.
1: I, um, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that was the, um the the goal early on definitely to kind of you know learn jazz guitar i think Mm. so um so yeah that was that was it and then i guess as as i kind of went through high school my 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 um my kind of musical horizon was a little bit more broadened and um and i became interested in um experimental music and contemporary classical music and um and also just more popular forms of music like, you know, all of the the usual ones and um and and uh that kind of led to, to other things, I think for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we might revisit those other things for a, sure. a little later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how about you, Niran?
2: Very back to the start. Back to the back start. Back to the start yeah. of <laughs> a musical journey. Uh well I I think my, it began for me... Uh, yeah, primary school. Suzuki Piano through primary school was where it all began. And I picked up the cornet and then trumpet through uh, the Mordialic Brass Band. They were recruiting right. beginners. And my mum saw the ad in the paper. And... Well, she saw there was free free lessons involved. So she signed us up. Mm. And... That, the Mordialic Brass Band it became the the Mordialic Jazz Orchestra at some point. Right. It's a... So I was... That sort of introduced me to jazz. My sort of my first experience playing jazz were with with the Mordialic Jazz Orchestra playing... I, I think I first joined that band playing baritone horn. I was mm. playing all the tenor sax parts for, like, Glenn Miller charts and and stuff on on baritone. And, yeah, I remember they, they, they yeah, just, like, threw me solos and stuff, and I'd have to just, like, figure out what to do mm. there. Um, but mm. I'm now very thankful for that introduction. And then I went, and then in, in high school, I, uh, as I... Was in the Melbourne Youth Music Program. Oh yeah, cool. All through high school, from Year Eight, in the the Symphonic Band, and then the Percy Granger Youth Orchestra for a few years, and for a long, yeah, for a long time, that was that was like, yeah, I got, I remember, I remember being in high school and like listening to like Mahler and Shostakovich Symphony movements on the Buster school. And feeling, because I was, like, in this the MIM communities and feeling feeling like that was a totally normal thing to do.
0: But at that point in time, you were like more into classical music, maybe, or at least...
2: Yes, I think for uh, most of high school, I thought that classical trumpet was what
0: I was going to do. Mm. It sort of makes sense. I mean, you, your sound is, like, a very kind of clean and well-formed sound, almost almost like a classical trumpet sound, but, you know, but... Certainly not limited to that.
2: Yeah, and I think, in a way, I still, like, practice and approach the trumpet, uh, like, from this classical perspective, like I, like, I have to be able to make, it's very important to me that I'm, I can make this this clean, pure sound mm. um, when the
0: situation demands it. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, so, something I did want to um, talk to you about, you know, you've sort of... Uh, both mentioned that your early music history involved jazz and that's something that you know i mean you've both uh, done a lot of um uh, a lot of performing in the jazz world but also Niran, you've done a degree in jazz right um, yes and theo not what was that <laughs>
1: didn't get
2: uh, <laughs> didn't get that far in the story but yes there, yeah there no a jazz that's that, <laughs>
0: that, that that's that's fine um but you know, Theo, you went in a bit of a different direction, and sort of st- you're still studying composition, right?
1: Yeah, I studied composition at the VCA. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and so I, I suppose something you both have in common, and something that, that you have in common with me as well, is that our um, a lot of our performance experience has been in the jazz world. But um, but we're all doing things which might now be described as um, well, not jazz um, in, in various different ways, as well as, um, you know, continuing to work in, in some jazz contexts. And, um, in my experience, that's a, a bit of a, an interesting, um, place to be in the music, uh, in the music world and does offer some challenges. So, um, I'm curious w- how you think of your relationships with that label, with, with jazz as a label and, um, and. What sort of associations that brings you know when when people think of you as a musician it's
1: yeah it's 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 an interesting thing isn't it it's like i um i still consider myself very much a fan of jazz and um and like still a lot of my favorite listening experiences are putting on music that is undeniably jazz and and like you know um, I still, I still very much enjoy that, um, but I do feel like, uh, yeah, kind of going, going down a, a purely jazz, a jazz um, career path does put you in certain boxes that you kind of, maybe might just n- not allow you to, to experience certain uh, performance situations or, um, uh, or just or just, uh, approaches to making music, perhaps, so, um, I think, uh, yeah, I guess a, a little while ago, I kind of made a bit of an effort to just, um, yeah, think about maybe some, some other, other possibilities of, and, and approaches to making music that, that are not associated with jazz, and, and kind of, uh, yeah, still have that there, I still like playing jazz, and, and everything, and, um, but, but yeah, just trying to explore what else I can do and see, I mm. might, you know, I might, I might come back to it in a big way or I might, um, I might not also. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I, I sort of have, I suppose a lot of the same experiences and I practice jazz all the time and I, you know, I sometimes play it in public mm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, um, I've I've always felt a little bit like there's baggage associated with that term, you know, and and I think it's partly because, um, most people don't really know all of what that word has been used to, um, encompass, you know? Um, and in particular, most people know nothing about the more experimental jazz artists of the, of the last 50 or 60 years, you know? And there's a great deal of depth and diversity there. So I think, you know, I think, um, when people hear the word jazz, often they they think of you know Glenn Miller and you know um, yes. uh, and bebop and, and mm. whatever else, which is great music, but um, but a long way from you know what I think what all of us have, have kind of mm. worked on.
2: Yeah, that's well, certainly a long way from the the music that we're going to be yeah. releasing. <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, with New North that we that we played
0: um that might be a a good point for us to actually kind of transition to talking about that and and um um so the listeners will have heard a little snippet of your work at the beginning okay. of the podcast so they will have some context but it'd be great if you could tell me a little bit about um how this particular collaboration came about and you know what work maybe you've done together previously mm. um yeah so is this the first time you've done a collaboration just the two of you
1: yeah, any it, gig. Yeah, this yes. is yeah this is the first time that we we played together, or when to we kind of made a concerted yeah. effort to like work on some music together. I think was like, it
2: you know was it who started who who started this?
1: I feel like I feel like was you you initially made the made the suggestion that it would be nice to play I, duo.
2: I, I got you around one time because mm-hmm. I think I'd I'd. I've been playing with this a particular sort of uh, effects chain mm. process, and I could really hear Theo and Theo's sounds working um, very well with that. So I got you around, and we just had a play, and then mm. that was that mm. for a bit. Mm.
1: Yeah, and, and then then I kind of yeah got got um got asked by by you guys about doing something, and and preferably in a duo format and I just kind of thought that that it felt like there was kind of you know some like energy in in this space like and and um and I thought it might just be a good a good chance to to work on some music and kind of form something which then kind of yeah led us i think to a bit of a yeah kind of like a a point where like we we were kind of ex- working out like how to kind of um yeah, what well, I mean, what 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 we'd do, and um, and I and I think it kind of, and then we kind of, I think I started to kind of borrow from some of your processes in a way, you know, like, I've I've been I've been listening to Niran play and and for for quite a while. I mean, like since I was. That, like I remember <laughs> there, yeah, there when I was when I was in high school, I remember <laughs> yeah, watching the, child. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the NYO um the NYO Big Band playing it and seeing Niran take this like pretty oh, yeah, what felt like what Sorry. felt like a pretty extraordinary <laughs> solo. I'd love to hear it again because I still have this very vivid memory of it being like. How do you quite, remember like, that solo? How do I remember it? it? it hasn't, how do you remember it going? It was like. I could almost sing it. I mean, it was like you were doing, like, just like kind of cascading, like, descending lines, like, kind of that was kind of a, a rhythmic. And, like, it was just like, it felt very, for, for my brain at the time, and perhaps still now, I, that's why I'd love to hear it. Just felt very, like, um, yeah, like wild, very, very cool. And um, I feel like that was my first time hearing you play and just being kind of like, Amazing. Um, but...
2: first time I heard you play was 2012 when you were at a jazz festival, I think. Wow, oh, that's course. a long time
0: Yes. Ago. Yeah. Well, you would have been, what, like... I was 12. <laughs> 12. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. We played a gi- we kind of played a gig together. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Shared a bill with the big band.
1: Um, right. And then but, kind of, yeah, I guess more recently, like seeing you kind of like get into using delay effects and 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 different processing on your trumpet and kind of really feeling like you had a an interesting approach to that and uh yeah just being just being in, inspired by the way that you could kind of you were kind of expanding your instrument um and it and it's still feeling like very musical and like uh not like the not like the tools were uh a a barrier for you like it really felt like it was kind of just opening up your your sound and it still felt like your um your personality was coming (laughs) through which I which I I I don't know I'm very like I'm always really inspired when someone can achieve that because I I I think as much as I um yeah I, I guess you often see people who kind of um get into using those things and it definitely can take a while of kind of working on something like that before it feels like it's part of their sound you know yeah Yeah. for
0: sure you know and there is a certain novelty to like twiddling knobs and exactly yeah and it's fun right yeah so it's great
1: it's just fun to do but like it's yeah i guess
2: yeah i've been i happen to get but i've been doing it for quite a while i did there was like a time from like 2013 to 2015 where i like got some pedals and did some like solo mm. performances mm. with loopers and delays, mm. and I've just like kept sort of fiddling and mm. buying and selling pedals and all that. Totally gear stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. good at buying gear. I'm not very good at selling. I said selling. No, selling doesn't happen <laughs> that much.
1: But um, yeah, I think I was also like really um, at, at the, especially like at the at the time, I was really like. I was really um uh, that we you know that we started like working on this project I was kind of like um I really liked the idea of just like sitting in like diatonic spaces like just you know very simply just kind of not not feeling any pressure to like you know create a tonality or or like um you know um or or even like going going that many places harmonically I was just kind of like it was just quite refreshing to just kind of, like, sit in one space and just see what you could kind of create texturally within a certain fairly specific harmonic framework. And I just felt like the kind of things that you were doing was, like, really aligned with that, just, you know, just sitting in these kind of, like, simple diatonic spaces. And, yeah, mm. that was, for me, I think
2: the most the most productive thing that came out of our... our we had this... We spent a day... Mm. Um, like m- experimenting with noises and sort of talking about what we were gonna do for this performance mm. and uh, yeah I think I mean I think we we like the musical uh rehearsing mm. helped, but I think the biggest the uh, most productive thing out of that day for me was was when we just went for a walk around mm. the block in between uh some noise sessions and and i and i said do you remember this do you remember what we talked about i i remember i remember like <laughs> both uh expressing as this sort of similar kind of uh insecurities about mm-hmm. the music that we were making and how like is this is it really just is it really enough to just Sit in this diatonic space and make sounds that we like. Is like, is, shouldn't there be some sort of higher concept? Yeah, or I,
0: I, I think. I, mean, I think the answer is essentially, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I and maybe, maybe this is partly a a jazz thing as well. But I, I, mm. um. You know, I've I've spent a bunch of time unraveling some assumptions about that sort of stuff in my yeah. music as well, and I th- I th- think we spend so much time getting obsessed with the intricacies of harmony, and you know, and there are also some really important players in Australia who whose music is based on you know constant change and energy mm. and movement, um, and um, yeah, and it's 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 easy to internalize. Um, assumptions about the way music should be based on, you know, role models and, and, totally. you know, people we've heard a lot of mm. over the years and, um, um, yeah.
2: I think, f- uh, for me, like moving from jazz, like music that is, that is definitely jazz to, to what, I don't know, I might call art music. Jazz adjacent. <laughs> or yeah. art music more broadly. I think I have this idea in my head that oh, when we're playing when you're playing art music it has to there has to be something else involved besides besides the music. There has to be it has to be about something or mm. tie in some sort of theory or concept or text. Mm. Um it's not just enough to make sounds that I like. Um after we had this chat about that mm. it felt like it felt like nothing could go wrong
1: mm. Mm. yeah totally yeah just letting go of some of those like those insecurities i feel like can often open up and an, an imp- especially like an improvised music situation to a point where it's everyone feels a little bit more at ease and it can kind of go Often in more interesting places after that, I feel like you yeah. you let mm. it kind of just do what it wants to do rather than there being some kind of voices in your head that are telling you that you can't, you know, you know, all those, all those things. But, um, mm. but yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think you've kind of touched on this already. One of my next questions was going to be, um, you know, did you go into your performance with a kind of a template or an idea of how it would be, or was it more that you just arrived at this sort of, you know, sound world through your preparation, and, and it was more about just sitting in that?
1: Yeah, I think definitely the the latter. I think the, um yeah, just, so we, we kind of like spent a day just like playing, and we kind of just found that we just gravitate towards a specific set of sounds, mm-hmm. and... Um, we had a kind of process to get us there, and that it felt like that was, in in some ways, enough just to kind of um, arrive arrive at that for the for the concert, and then um, just let that unfold and you know see where it takes us. Hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It's worth mentioning that 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 the day was. <laughs> The, the the circumstances in yeah, which the, that, we pl- that, we played that true. music
0: and uh, <laughs> um, we were all set up and ready to go for the concert after two days of um, you know of, of prepping and, and sound checks and all of that sort of stuff and um, and it was the night that that six pm lockdown was called so so Theo and Niran's performance was um, recorded in sound check and then we had to pack up as quickly as possible and, you know. <laughs> but I think there was something
2: uh, right. really nice and low stakes about mm. that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was that we'd just set up, we'd, we'd just checked our levels and then we were told to pack down. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but yeah. there, but, but there was like, we had sort of 30 minutes in which we could just have a play (laughs) yeah yeah and there was cameras and microphones set up Mm. um and i think because of that it was i've listened back to it and i I think there's something very nice about it Mm. i also i had i had i personally also had a a crazy day right i i think I, i woke up that morning with like that's right, yeah, unbearable it uh, pain in my left eye. Oh, God. And I, I like, don't know if I did. The, Went to went the, to the GP and he told me to go straight to the eye hospital, and oh. I spent like the afternoon at the Eye New Hospital, um, <laughs> getting like my eye like poked at, oh. like they were like they were like scraping things off my eyes. It was a, a, and. Oh, wow. And like, I thought I, yeah. I was texting Theo yeah, during yeah. the day saying that I wasn't going to make it because mm. I was at the hospital.
0: I'm glad you texted Theo and not us because we would have been so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Meanwhile, I was like texting other people with being like, would you be able to play <laughs> duo tonight? <laughs> well, because in my head, I
2: thought, oh, it's, I don't need to tell them because it's going to be fine. Theo will be fine by himself. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you did well. You know. um, yeah, it was yeah, a while. It would have, it would have been, um, yeah, one more thing for us to, <laughs> to think about at that time. <laughs> um, so, the last thing I really wanted to ask about today was just, um, you know, what other projects you have um, coming up or in the pipeline, and um, any releases that you might have, in, have coming out. Because, um, you know, it'd be great if if people can find out more about your music um, through the podcast. Do
1: you want to go first?
2: I'm not sure. I feel like at the moment my main two kind of personal musical outputs are um, uh, my solo solo performance work and using trumpet and, and uh, electronics and synthesizers and uh, an acoustic trio with Andrea Keller and Helen Swoboda. Mm. And we have a few performances with that trio coming up early next year. Great. Which you can. Stay tuned
0: for. Great. Are they at the Jazz Lab?
2: i uh, yes. We almost exclusively we have have so far exclusively performed at the Jazz right. Lab. But right. not for one of trying. We had like two performances in <laughs> Sydney sure. books this year that were uh, both cancelled.
0: Okay. Right. Um uh, and, and your trumpet work, is that a continuation of your drone music series? Yes.
2: Yes. Releases. Um hmm. the last my latest release was um, you can find on my Bandcamp. I just up- uploaded it to to streaming platforms this morning. Oh wow! So by the time it's the fresh. podcast comes out, it will be should be available to stream. Called uh, what's it called? Endless spring, infinite summer, and it's very it's a very minimal minimal pretty minimalistic music. Just trumpet. I recorded it early in 2020. What's the year now? 20 Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't 20, it? <laughs> 2021.
0: 2021? December 2021. Yes.
2: So <laughs> earlier this year, <laughs> uh, in I think I had just moved to a new house and I was in and I set up some gear. I had some... Bar, I'd borrowed some gear from a friend and I... Found this sort of this sound world that I really liked with with just trumpet my trumpet going into a kind of granular sampling pedal and then a a really gritty sp- spring reverb mm. and I just recorded an improvisation like every day for a couple of weeks and and then it took me the rest of the year to put it together into an album and release it mm. but
0: that's how it goes normally yeah you know.
2: <laughs> but yes um endless spring infinite summer is mm. available to stream
0: infinite spring reverb
2: <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's just a silly combination of words the two pedals i was using were was, was <laughs> the the one was called infinite jets and the other one was called endless summer think Hmm. didn't fit jets in there though
1: i really like the title yeah yeah it's very nice really well
0: uh and how about you theo
1: um i think 2022 might um might have some some releases and probably some performances um particularly with this this band that's not really new it's been it's been together for maybe three four four years which but just kind of very moderately active as in not particularly active at all we might have played like four performances in that time um and it's kind of song-based music um with kind of like yeah kind of electro-acoustic song song song-based music maybe is a way of putting it and um uh yeah and we've just recently recorded an album and we're just finishing this at the moment the band's at the moment called Dragon Fruit. It might change, though, but I'm sure if you um, if you follow me on Instagram or something <laughs> like that, you'll probably see something at some point about how to find it. Um, yeah, so the, there's that, which I'm very excited about at the moment, and um, also this band, this trio with, with my sister Flora and another guitarist, Adam Halliwell. We have this trio, which is called The Flora's Well, Thanks, um, and we're just about to play a gig and and do some recording, so hopefully that might see some see some light that next that year band as well. Yeah.
2: like I think I've always wanted to ask about the title, but uh, like, but kind of also felt like I
1: didn't want to know the answer
0: <laughs> to that. Flora always has good names for things. Yeah.
1: yeah, the um, the yeah, the title the title is is um. Is disappointingly yeah um, obvious. When I think when you when you realise that yeah when you when you realise why it's called that you, it's not so exciting. So maybe I'll leave that on. Yeah, <laughs> you can probably work <laughs> it out anyway. Um, but 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 yeah yeah we're kind of playing like um, improvised uh, uh, music with synth guitars and. Um, amplified saxophone and it's all a bit bit wild and slightly silly drum machines lots of a a A unsynced drum machines playing together so yeah Mm. it's 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 been really fun playing with those guys recently
0: nice sounds very cool Mm. um we might wrap it up there so thanks for talking and um been very interesting to hear more about this project, which I've um, I've only heard a little bit of at, at this stage, so I, I look forward to to watching the performance start to finish uh, when we broadcast it online later this month. Thanks, Joe.
1: Thanks, Thanks so much Jerry. for
0: having us. No worries. It was so nice to talk to Theo and Niran about what they do. I often listen back to these interviews as I'm editing and think of all the interesting stuff that we didn't quite get time to cover. And I know there are many aspects of Theo and Niren's practice that we only really briefly touched on. All the more reason to check out those recordings that they mentioned at the end of their interview to discover more about their work and what they've been developing over the last few years. And most importantly, don't forget to tune in to New North's online stream of Monochrome at 7pm on December the 20th. You won't hear any Christmas carols, but I assure you that you will feel uh, quietly festive afterwards. So tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your grandma about the event. For any updates, follow us on Instagram at new__north__music and like New North on Facebook where we'll be publishing news about our 2022 program. Thanks for joining me and keep your eyes and ears peeled for future episodes which we'll be releasing in the early months of 2022.